Good morning, I am Cindy Vanna. Loving to live and to be in the KLGO 1490 AM. Information with inspiration. Love talking with the First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison. Good morning, Miss Davison. Get in here, sit down, talk to me. Oh my goodness, what a wonderful day it is today. <laughs> it's kind of dreary outside. Well, and if we you're like from so Seattle, this will be good. this week with rain. You know, all of, we have a water recovery system, and our son does that at Liberty Hill. I mean, it, everything's full of water, and we are so excited that uh, uh, we're gonna we'll get a little bit more of that. And because the, the lakes are so dry, Cindy, and um, you know, water is the greatest. <laughs> Did of you life. see that that photo in the American Statesman of the guy walking his dog down? On the lake, mm-hmm. and wherever he walked, he was kicking up dust behind him. There were so many islands, he could walk literally across the lake. So, yeah, we need rain. And, well, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's not the sun's not shining, uh, but the S-O-N is shining here in the studio today, and we're just thrilled to be here. And we're going to be talking about a, my favorite subject today. Yeah. Love. Okay. L-O-V-E. Okay. And we were talking with Juan earlier, our, our engineer, about, you know, life. And we have to, there are two words that, that we're focusing on this year. One of them is think. And that's from that scripture in um, um, Philippians 4.8, where it says, I say to you, do the best by thinking and filling your minds as you what? Meditate. Fill your minds and meditate upon God's word. And the greatest word out of the word is L-O-V-E, love. And we're going to be talking about <laughs> You know, Evelyn, I monitor our website. Just if, for those who are listening, Evelyn knows this, but lovetalknetwork.com. Yes. You can also catch us streaming live at klgo.net. But we post up our audio and our blogs weekly on our webpage, lovetalknetwork.com. Well, that, uh, moniker, Love Talk Network, you not believe the traffic and the oh. different kinds of people that we get on that. Looking at different love networks, aspects of love. So you and I live on the edge, (laughs) even in Christianity, as we call ourselves the love ladies and have a website called Love Talk Network and what people are out there. So we get hits probably less on the Christian side and more on the secular side I, than most anybody. Years ago, uh, years, years ago, well, when we first uh, started Love Talk and goodness, it's, you know, we we're working toward that 29th year. Uh, I had a, a card, a business card that just had Love Talk uh, for your every need. And uh, I got a phone call one day. And the lady said, uh, who are you? And I told her, and she said, well, what is this? And I said, well, it's a radio program. And she said, uh, well, what do you talk about? And I said, we talk about love. And she said, what kind of love? And I said, we talk about God's love. She said, oh, my God. Oh, and she clapped her hands. And I said, thank you. <laughs> you know. She said, 
I said, you know, where did you get my number? And she said, I found your card in my husband's desk drawer. (laughs) And I wanted to know what he was doing with your card. (laughs) And this woman was a pastor's wife. I understand completely. I understand, Cindy, completely what you're talking about. Well, now that I've uh, thoroughly blushed and thought about the discussions in that, let's talk a little bit about, talk about warm chatter. I got warm all over just hearing you talk about that. Yeah, for, yeah, we mean love ladies in the most innocent way possible, but let's talk about what's going to be going on. Uh, this week and a little bit of next week because we've got a bunch of stuff going on. Well, this afternoon, uh, uh, Mari and um, the folks from um, JCIC Incorporated have a very special program with Abby Johnson because we are coming up to uh, the Right for Life, the Rally for Life, which should be in a couple of weeks. And uh, that's going to be on Channel 11 today. And we do want to ask Friends that are home and, you know, working on whatever. Saturday the 26th will be the Rally for Life. That Mm -hmm. is always a fabulous um, event. I I am so impressed with the Catholic community each Mm -hmm. year in that. They bring out people from all across Texas, especially the youth. We've, you know, you get to see more than just the mm-hmm. Austin representation. And of course, those who sponsor some of the, the best legislation in Texas are present, are present for that. And Texas is a, a leader in that nationally. Proud to say that the good fight is still being fought here in Texas. So make your plans for Saturday the the 26th, and, and you can begin to do those as you hear Abby speak. Uh, That's true. It'll be funny. Of course, you and I are going to be there. Uh, it's real interesting. This week, I spoke for a ladies' uh, luncheon out in South Austin, and, um, uh, and I talked about love. I, uh, that's what my mantle is. And there was a lady that <clears throat> had come in from Bastrop, and um, she... Uh, in the course of our conversation, she, and she was there for the right reason, but she laughed and said, you know, one of the reasons I was especially wanted to come today because it was the day that we had all that rain and a whole section of Mopac was washed out and trying to get down to South Austin was, was quite a journey. She said, I, I really want to see what you look like. <laughs> And so I said, well, what do you think? And she said, you look pretty well preserved to me. So, <laughs> but, you know, it is interesting that we do have these opportunities. And I know that even uh, as we go to the Rally for Life, uh, we'll be having an opportunity to visit with people and get to know them. And we want to invite you to join us there. It will be... <clears throat> Yeah, at the Capitol on the 26th. And Ellen, I think that March is usually at around 1 o'clock, but you can go to the website, yes. the Rally for Life or Texas Alliance for mm-hmm. Life. And well, I think get the programming starts about 1. Yeah. And, the you know, they, they gather in other places. It, and yeah, earlier for the March. some wonderful experiences mm-hmm. down there, Cindy. Oh, yeah. Been, you know, with, with people that... Um, there was one lady uh, two or three years ago that came up to us that we knew that had uh, a sign that said, I kill my baby. And she said that it was the first time she had ever acknowledged publicly that she had had an abortion. Mm-hmm. And that day, uh, she ran into a friend of mine on the parking lot and 
the course of the conversation led my friend Larry to lead her to the Lord Jesus. We don't ever know. Mm-hmm. We don't ever know what God's going to do. But it's always well, yeah, time. don't assume. I love that statement. You know, I think that even in the pro-life and and or Christian uh genre there is the thinking that everybody's the same monolithic mm-hmm. as we like yeah. to call it you know not everyone who comes to the right uh to life or the rally for life mm-hmm. has got a christian background or even understands the relationship with yeah. god or has the same is it the same healing place mm-hmm. or the same place of tradition and so i do think it's a great place to go to see uh, that we uh, we may all be standing there in that moment rallying for life, but all of our experiences are different. Mm-hmm. And many, many people who come there are not just going through the motions of a mantra about a rally for life. Many of them have lived both sides of this issue. They have either had a child who uh, faced an unplanned pregnancy and and termination and or they themselves have terminated or in that journey of healing. Hey, speaking of journeys of healing and, and, and life, I know that uh, Sunday the 13th that your friend, uh, Nick yes. will be on both the CBS Sunday morning and Oprah's life class. Now he'll be on Oprah's life class with Oprah and Rick Warren. Mm-hmm. He'll be talking on CBS Sunday morning, probably as a little bit of an intro into that. What, what you think about that? Well, I'm not sure exactly what the program exists of other than he will be there. And the, he sent me an email. It's Nick Vocisi. He is a young man that we had for the government. Prayer breakfast this year, last year that has no arms. No the ministry legs. is life without limbs. Life without limbs and life without limits is what his uh, banner is. And he um, he sent me an email and saying that you know rally the folks in Austin because he's still doing some work with Governor Rick Perry in regard to bullying mm-hmm. and. Um, he uh, he has a lot of connections here. So if you're if you're Sunday morning uh, news watcher, be sure and check out CBS about eight o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. hear his story. One of the the little sidelines uh, sides uh, of that article said that uh, he gave uh, Oprah a hug, mm-hmm. and I told her and I said that's really funny. I wonder if he just used his ears. You know he he just does a head hug. Is mm-hmm. what he does. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's kind of like the uh, the European people. He'll Buzz mm-hmm. both sides or kiss mm-hmm. both sides of cheek. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we would, you know, let, let our friends know that, uh, Nick when that's will quite be quite a story. If you're not familiar with Nick or if you are familiar with Nick, you don't want to miss either one of those things. Uh, they're expecting a viewing audience of, of over a million. And of course, so the CBS Sunday morning starts at 6.30. Uh, on Channel 2 airing uh, in Los Angeles. And then the Oprah's Life class will be uh, January 13th, 9 p.m. Eastern. So oh, what does that p.m. make at 8 here central? Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can uh, also go on the website, that's lifewithoutlimbs.org, and uh, to uh, see and or catch up with Nick Vucicic. Uh, I know it's time for us to take our break, Evelyn. We're going to 
come back and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going to be going on the 21st. And we're going to also be continuing our conversation about godly goals. I'm going to pick your brain. What does that mean? This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vaughn, and love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios. That's 1490 AM, information with inspiration, reminding you that, of course, we're streaming live at klgo.net. You'll also be able to pick up the audio portion of this program once we get it posted at lovetalknetwork.com, and you can tweet me at, at csvonna. You can also catch us up at, uh, at on Facebook, both Evelyn and I are or, uh, <laughs> well, we're, we're, we've got our faces out there anyway for, for better, <laughs> seems for, what people yeah, see for better or for worse, you know. Anyway, Evelyn, we're in the studio and we're talking about, we've been talking about what it is to leave a legacy. And we have, boy, we have run the gamut on this because we've been trying to, like we always do in our conversations, to talk about that contrast between culture and Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are people who understand the principles of Christianity. They get it. Whether they're living it, as if it is the main thing or not is a whole nother issue and is why mm-hmm. you and I exist here on Love Talk. And we know that as Americans, there's a real propensity to want to look at your legacy and what you're leaving behind. And we know that even in these economic times that that Americans' hearts have been captured with anxiety rather than anticipation about their what they're leaving behind, their mm-hmm. 401k. Can they leave anything behind? And the answer to the question is, in God's economy, there is always what you leave behind. There is a great deal that the Word of God has to say about what it is that you're depositing on earth while you live here, what it is, the purpose and the promise of that and the power of that. And then there's this even greater stuff being written and said within the word of God about uh, the legacy that we leave to the generations that come right. behind us. And so we've caught that up with this kind of resolutions and godly goals and the difference between what people are out there resolving to do versus what it is that God is talking about in, in the, in the word of God and from his character and from his perspective about, you know, what is it? What does it mean to leave a legacy? What are those things that we're supposed to leave behind? Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking of legacy, even in the next week and a half, the nation will celebrate 
part of our legacy. We'll have the inauguration mm-hmm. of the of uh, the president, President Barack Obama. We had the signing in this week yep. of the state legislators and national. They, mm-hmm. they and they're ready pres- to go to make. Yeah. You know, to make the laws President of the land Obama will be in his second administration and, uh, just so happens, uh, that it is also the same time as the Martin Luther King mm-hmm. observation of that Freedom. holiday. Yep. And you know, um, there's, there's quite a legacy having to do with all of those presidents that have come mm-hmm. before President Obama that have represented the will of the American people, not a perfect state of mind, not a perfect state, period, not a perfect office, and not perfect men, but representing the will of the people that then was going to set the course of history and leave a legacy. Now, with having to do with Martin Luther King, which are very, at the time you and I were in our prime, a mm-hmm. very controversial subject around civil rights. I grew up where, you know, in the midst of the first uh, integration, having the South having been segregated, Wallace having been a figurehead of segregation and a national figure, uh, children having been bussed in and then having National Guardsmen surround mm-hmm. them, Martin Luther King having been both a Christian figure and an activist figure, is a real combination of what's going on in this nation with regard to legacy. Well, well, that's true, Cindy, and as you were involved in that personally, we were involved in, with, with our oldest son, and it is a time when you praise God that there is, that people are looking at things differently and thinking about freedom and what it really means to be free in Christ. Because, well, boy, one thing is, is it, it does not mean the same thing to everybody. Well, that is true. But, you know, what we're talking about uh, this year, we were talking about setting godly goals. Uh, we have to stop and think about these things that you're talking about. And that's, that's what I had mentioned earlier. Uh, we, we've got to do our best thinking when it comes to filling our minds uh, or meditating on what God has done in your life, in my life, and what he wants to do today. because That's that very is- good, Evelyn. That's very good because really if at the top of our list is not something that parallels the main message, the main thing of yeah. the word of God that says we're to be Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that one of the greatest debates in this nation right now is what does that mean? That's true because there's not a lot of public examples of that. Now, there's my... Uh, Mike, the governor, Governor Mike Huckabee. Yeah, he he is very vocal, and there are many others. You know, uh, Tony Evans is involved in that. There's so many of those. But what we want to do this year is one of the the points that Kathy Innerbrock made when she was here, and we were talking about uh, what Jesus Himself said about who we are in the in John 15 and chapter 15 and chapter 16, and John. Uh, chapter 15, 16 says that we did not, not choose him. He chose us. 
And he chose us for a reason. Mm-hmm. He chose the time we were to be born and the time we were to die. The scriptures say that plainly. And as we think about that, we have to think we only have a given period of time to be who it is that Jesus has designed us to be. And, and, I <laughs> and boy, it is short, isn't it? Well, it is. It gets shorter every day when you're 81 years old. But I, and I mentioned that, you know, for, since 1972, I have recorded every year my goal in the front of a Bible. And it started out in 1972, but it really got heated in 1976 because that was the sesquicentennial of America's independence, you know, from 1796 to uh, 1976. And, I, that made me really begin to think about the the time in my life uh, when things were changing, because that's when we were going through some of these major changes in our nation. We are in a time much like that today. And so what we've got to do is we've got to think about these things, Cindy. That's our word for this year is to think. We don't just listen and take what somebody else tells us. And that's one of the exciting things that's happening here at KOGO is from 2 to 6 in the afternoon, there is a new program with Juan. Yeah. And, and, and Juan and Gavin and uh, Michael Blessing. Yeah, <laughs> I love that Michael name. Blessing. Yeah, and and we're we're excited about what they're doing. And, and where we participating mm-hmm, that to some mm-hmm. degree, but uh, you know we always have to go back to see what God says. And my uh, scripture goal this year comes out of Psalm twenty five, and it starts with verse four. It says, "Show me how you work, God." Have you ever asked God to show you how He works? School me in your ways. Take me by the hand. Lead me down the path of what? Truth. You are my father. Mark the milestone of your mercy and love, God. Rebuild the ancient landmarks. Forget that I sowed wild oaks. Mark me with your sign of love. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all made mistakes. Plant only the best for me, God. Because God is fair, he corrects the misdirected and sends them in the right direction. And then this, the 10th verse says, from now on, every road you travel, will you take, will take you to God. Follow the covenant signs and read charted directions. Where do we get our direction, Cindy? Mm-hmm. It's from here. Mm-hmm. But we don't just read it. We've got to think about it and we've got to implement it. Well, you're absolutely and it's right. it's out in one word. One word only. L-O-V-E. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Hmm. Well, there won't be many that will make that connection because, you know, love, it's just like when we opened up, means uh, means a myriad of things to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And usually it means, <laughs> yes. it means either, well, it's you know, godly love. lust or yeah. it means physicality or sentimentality. Well, if we have a love goal, our love goal has to match the biblical goal that, that the Lord Jesus has laid out for us. And we do need to talk about what our goals are. Um, we're to love with all of our hearts. And we have to think about love. That's what that scripture said. Think about love and what is true about love. You know, it's not the Rostov. It's agape. And then live every day as he teaches us how to live, Cindy. Live hmm. every day. He will teach us if we ask him to. And sometimes lessons are painful. But the most important thing, Cindy, for us and where we are right now, and it's what we're going to address today in the area of, of you know, where America is, 
is that we've got to show up, we've got to grow up, and we've got to flow and glow with his love so that people can look at us and see how great God is. Well, I think those are strong words. I think they're good words, especially in light of what you said in Psalm 25, which says it begins, mm-hmm. if we were to just bullet that out, begins and says, show me your works. Right. And uh, we're going to take our break. We're going to come back and we're going to ask this question, is hope alive? In 2013, this is Love Talk on the Word. morning, I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, The Word Studios, 1490 AM. Information with inspiration. And you can catch up with us. We're streaming live at klgo.net. You can also catch up with us at lovetalknetwork.com and tweet us at myself at at Cindy Excuse me, at C.S. Vana. And when I asked you a question when we went out on break and it was, is hope still alive? Because when you said one of your goals was that we're to think. Now, you're not just talking about analytical thought. You know, Americans are really good about that. What we think we think <laughs> is 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 our truth. And you're really talking about the plumb line of the word. It's much more about what does God think and how do we fall in line with that? Well, the thinking is revolved around meditating on what God has said, what he is saying to us individually, what he's saying to us as a nation. Mm hmm. However, you know, we've, you know, we've got a bunch of stuff. This is what I love about the Word of God. You know, when you read the Word of God, especially the Old Testament and the New Testament, you know, lives don't happen in a vacuum. When Jesus is in the midst of his incarnate life, there's, you know, there's the whole thing with Herod hunting down (laughs) the kids of Israel. You know, there are the Pharisees stoning him, you know, trying to get him out of the temple when their Israel is is being freed from Egypt. I mean, there's a whole thing that people are, they're having to think as they move along. They're having to remember what God said, rely on God, depend on God, know the character of God and think. And that's the same with us today. Here we are in the middle of an inauguration of a new presidency, uh, what many would consider a fork in the road in terms of social, the social contract with the American people. Then we've got this huge revival going on in places like China yes. and Africa and India. Then we have things like the Newton school shooting mm-hmm. and now the whole debate around whether our Second Amendment will be held as constitutional. You have papers printing people's address addresses who own guns, you know, you have Christians who are more anxious and despairing right. than I have 
ever, mm-hmm. ever seen them before. Sure that the world is flat and we're about to fall off of it. So you have all of these things. What are some of the answers to the dilemma of living under that banner of love that Christ gives to us, that word of God, which is our signpost, and making sense of that within our daily lives, all while we're building a legacy of love and hope for a joyful life. Well, Cindy, that's a really good question, and it's one I think you need to discuss on the the four to six o'clock show in the afternoon here on the LGO. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm discussing I, it with you, girlfriend. I know, but I do have a I do have some thoughts about that. Uh, there's I never been would. a yes. There's never been a time in in God's creation of man that there has not been upheavals, and we can go back to Adam and Eve. We can go to the Tower of Babel. You know, there's a whole story about the Tower of Babel. Uh, we can move from that to where Joseph, where Abraham was promised he would, God would build, use him and his seed to build a great nation. And God has done that. And that nation is still viable today. It's Israel. Uh, huh. And are of, you beginning to set an argument and a course to say that God is faithful to complete that which he has begun? Yes, he has a plan, Cindy. Hmm. He says in Jeremiah, you know, Jeremiah went through that. I mean, he was, it was such an upheaval. Habakkuk went through it. The priests went through it. And the people would come to him and ask these, these questions. And one day Habakkuk got up on the top of the mountain and he said, God, I want you to tell me something. Tell me why this is going on or tell me what you're going to do about it. And God spoke directly to him and told him. He said, I know the plans. He told Jeremiah, I know the plan. And it is a plan for hope and for a future. And he has renewed that promise, Cindy. In fact, in Corinthians, Paul tells us that God says, all the promises that I've ever made to my people, the promised ones, and to those that come under the Lordship of Christ, are yes Yes, I will protect you. I will take care of you. I will provide for you. But you know, the amazing thing about it, Cindy, is that we in the time you and I live right now is the most amazing time of communication in the world, in all of history. Now, I'm not good at it. I'm still trying to learn how to turn on my iPad and turn it off. But can you imagine, Cindy, how quickly Word travels throughout the world now. When <laughs> something happens, how fast it happens. I was in, I was doing some shopping. It was, this week was my birthday. And even yes. though I was down for the count, y- y'all would have thought I was hitting the bottle all week long because I was looking up from the bottom of the barrel. But I had vertigo, but I was making myself get out and practice mm-hmm. walking, not in the weather, but outside. But anyway, all that to say, it was very interesting to to watch life as it was moving along in the stream of things. Yes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> in the highways and byways. Uh, and that's right. And, you know, even though we're at this critical juncture in life, because keep in mind, as you talked about Jeremiah, mm-hmm. let, let, you know, while God is saying, I am faithful and I have, you know, call me. Yeah. Cause I've got. A number for, you know, call me, here's my number, I've got hope for you. Don't forget, 
he was saying what to the people? I'm turning you over to Babylon. Yes. You must, you will be held in captivity by Babylon. I'm sending the angel of death into Mm -hmm. Jerusalem. Right. Because she, Israel, has been sacrificing her children, tossing them off the wall and sacrificing them to other gods. So those who don't believe that I'm A, going to leave, my presence is going to leave, and B, don't believe that their promise is in the security of captivity, do not understand my eternal plan. That's why I'm talking about, you know, when America stood at that place at the Civil War, when America stood at that place of civil rights, when America stood at that place of World War II, the path was not an easy one. There were many that were going to sacrifice the highest, give their most, in order for freedom and the promises of God to stand, they were going to give their life. Senior freedom costs something, and it costs it in blood. blood it always pr- has. Blood pays the price of freedom. Now, we don't like to talk about it. We don't like to think about it. But that's exactly the truth that God is speaking of. He says in Leviticus, apart from the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Well, the shedding of blood can come from both ultimate evil and ultimate good. Yes. There's the senseless shedding of blood that we see in the Newton shooting Mm -hmm. that we see in, in wars that we see in the abomination and the genocide of abortion. That is evil. But God has a particular view to the shedding of blood that calls for the reconciliation of man. Well, and that's where our hope is, Cindy. Our hope is basically, uh, and our help. It's not just hope. God gives us help. And the fact that we are in this time of immediate uh, communication with iPhones and iPads and all that other stuff. That was my Dillard story. So I was looking at this purse and they said, take a picture. And I was like, oh, you know, this is for some people. They all, everyone walks around realizing uh-huh. the computing power that, that they have with them all the time. And that's why if something happens culturally, you'll see pictures out on the internet right, immediately. immediately. You and I, on the other hand, are <laughs> standing there and I was but like, you know, that is an amazing thing that with all of this stuff going on, we still have the greatest ability and opportunity in our lifetime to share God's hope and God's help. And it is a life-changing experience for those that come to hear it and believe it and receive it. So, you know, what is the bottom line here we're talking about? What is God's goal? What is God's goal for America? It is that we as believers in the Lord Jesus would stand firm on the truth And that is, there is no real help. There is no real hope apart from the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. You know, religion can make you feel better. You can get your physical needs met. The government can provide substance and all these things. But do you know that all of it is in the middle of God's hand? And it is in him that we got to think about these things and be available to him, Cindy, to bring help to those 
that are seeking and those that are not seeking. You know, we don't, he doesn't just say, okay, I'm going to, today I'm going to give you 10 people to talk to. Well, that's a, that's not enough for me. (laughs) 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 Let's face it. And I would be worn out. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. But he also says there are people that, um, that I want to uh, go out there and shake hands with those that are homeless. And my husband's one of those. Um, that he has a mission for each one of our, each one of us. But the same passion connects us. And that is, and that's the one that Kathy was talking about. John fifteen sixteen it says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Not only have I chosen you, I have birthed you. In the time in which I want you to operate. And I planted you in a love field where I want you to cultivate. And the purpose for that is you will bear fruit. And your fruit will be lasting. Fruit will be lasting. What is fruit? It is truth, Cindy. As we are able to share truth and love and mercy and give hope. That is why we're here. That's why Christ has put us at this point of time. And it is that we would live and show those godly values that are important. To well, him. we're going to come back and we're going to talk about why we're here and who are you? This is Love Talk on the Word. morning i am cindy vana love talking in the beautiful blessed klgo the word studios 1490 am information with inspiration reminding you that we are streaming live at klgo.net you can also catch evelyn and i at lovetalknetwork.com you can tweet me at cs vana evelyn as we went out on break you know we're talking about this legacy of love built upon the faithfulness of God and built upon the character of God, which is love, not dependent on our love, but his love for us. He out of John fifteen sixteen, him having first chosen us and not us choosing him. But we have to answer a couple of questions in order to get there. And the first one is, who am I? Well, you know, I can get up and I can look in the mirror every day and it just so happens that I, I have blue eyes, you know, I'm five foot six and I weigh how many, how many, how many, how many, and uh, I happen to be how many, how many years old, you know, and, you know, those kinds of things. But is that who I really am? Is that who God mm. made me to be? Yes, he did make me. He made me with all these features. He made my skin coloring. He did all of that. He gave me my height. He knit me in the womb. But was that, do we serve a superficial, fluffy God? Well, you know, he likes those things. I know he does. You know, he set the mountains in place and the beauty of the seasons. But there's more to you and I than that. And even the more is not what we achieve in life, but it is who we are in Christ. 
Mm-hmm. And we have to answer the question, who am I? In order to leave a legacy, you've got to know a little bit about who you are. There have been a lot of people who've strived to leave a legacy, but it was only those who knew who what Christ's bottom line was and know who Christ is, know who they are in Christ and live Christ's likeness and the fruit of Christ's likeness that really get that opportunity to leave a legacy. Well, that's so true, Cindy. And when we're talking about who we are in Christ, it doesn't mean that we are superior to anyone. You know, it, it's not, it's not a matter of superiority. It's a matter of humility. Well, boy, that is the truth. Uh, We've talked about the trough, the tree trunk, the trough to the cross. Yes. Not a very romantic walk. It is a romance with God. Mm-hmm. It is a dance with the creator God, but it is, and it is a ticket to heaven, but it is not a country club membership here on earth. And it's not a life without problems or without needs or without questions or without issues, uh, without hardships. Uh, you know, the, the, the word says the sun shines on the just as well as the unjust are the unjust as well as the just. And so we're not just here to live a life that would make us comfortable and give us all of our wants and our, our needs and our greeds. You know, it's just that's not why we are here. We are here to be a living example of God's love to a world that is seeking to know the answers to the issues of life. And we become that as we would have a personal relationship with God so that we might have the power and the knowledge and the want to to do it. You know, it is easy to look out over our city and see the benevolence of many of our Christian fans and our churches, how, you know, there are so many ministries that have been started in this city since we came here 43 years ago. It was like when we came here, Austin was like Sodom and Gomorrah. And it, you know, there were good people, but they didn't, they just let, you know, evil reign. And it, it came to a point where that was, you know, called to action. And we have many organizations now. One of those is the ABBA group. And the, there are 140 pastors approximately that are going to come together within the next 10 days uh, and take a retreat, go up to Buckner and pray over the city, Cindy. That was not going on when we moved here individually in churches we did that but there was not a creative umbrella of god's mercy and grace over this city and that is a great example but that's not the main point the point is is he has called you and he's called one and he's called me to be ambassadors people of goodwill of mercy and of kindness in a world that doesn't know it exists and if they don't see it in us, where are they going to see it? And if you're you're listening to us today and you don't know who you are, you do not know who you are. This is a day that you can really know. And one of the most exciting things about that, Cindy, is that God says he has come. He has sent Jesus that we might come to know that we are valuable to him. Mm-hmm. So how valuable is your life and my life 
in this city and in in the world in our family well in our nation valuable and and that not on its own so much but in this first john 4 7 says uh, but he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage done to our relationship with god my dear dear friends if god loved us like this we certainly ought to love each other no one has seen God ever, but if we love one another, God dwells deeply within us and his love becomes complete in us. Perfect love. Therefore, my response to your question is this, Evelyn. My life has value, value, value to God mm-hmm. because he loved us so much that he sent his one and only son to die for the sins that I've committed. And I commit every day, Cindy. You know, we're not made perfect uh, in in our performance. Mm-hmm. We're made perfect in our heart, uh, in, in the relationship, the powerful relationship we have with Christ. So how, Evelyn, then, if this is having... Having paraphrased John three sixteen and First John four, and uh, it, it's, how is it that we can love like this? Proverbs says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your path straight." Well, it's uh, it's love, L O V E, and we have an acrostic, Cindy. That, in fact, I, this was a little message I gave for uh, a large group of ladies this week. The L stands is to let go of yourself. Mm-hmm. Let go. You know, I can't fix my life. Let go. And the O is to open your heart to His love. He loved us. She said that He loved us enough that He gave up His life to come and give life to us. So open your heart. And then the V, and that's the hardest one of all, Cindy. That's where we are in America right now, is value our life, the life Jesus came to give us. Some of us think that we're just not good enough, that we'll never be good enough. Some of us think that, you know, we don't have what we we deserve. But we have to value who we are and what we have. And then the E is the bottom line, just experience his love. Every day it's fresh. Every day it's new. And every day it is available to those who don't know him. You know, when I think of this acrostic, you know, when we talk about let going, let go of yourself, really that begins, Evelyn, with acknowledging who God is, believing that he is who he says he is, and yield, confessing our sins and yielding our life to him. Opening our heart to his love allows us then to open our hearts to the love of others. There are many out there today, Evelyn, as they face a new year looking at relationships there, wonder if they uh, can make it through another year. But this is why the pathway to God is through his love that goes deeply in us when we love one another. And it isn't just that we value our lives, Evelyn, is that we value the lives around us. We love people enough to value them first, just as God valued you and I over his own life and experience his love. How do we do that? Do we store it up for ourselves? No, we give it away. Give it away. Give it away. Yeah, Evelyn, you know, uh, as we close this week and we have so many things going on around us, 
uh, we would just say to you, you know, if your love quotient is low, if it is hard for you to understand that God has been faithful to you or that you can trust him, then we would just say to you, if you're weary and worn out and worried, we would just give you the ABCs of love. Acknowledge that you need him and accept him. Uh, believe that he really loves you and he has a better plan. And see, commit your life to him just one day at a time, one moment at a time. And he will come in in the fullness of the knowledge of who you are and who he is and give you the power to be who he's designed you to be. You know, this isn't just the legacy that uh of life eternal this is the beginning of leaving a legacy for those who are coming behind this has been love talk on the word <laughs>